Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Journey, a 16-week odyssey of grit, determination, endurance, and will, where the weak are exposed and the strong revered. From Bleed Entertainment, this is Falcon's Flight. Insights and analysis on your Atlanta Falcons. Now, here's Robert Taylor and your host, Brian Giffen. It is Falcons Flight, edition number five. Brian Giffen, thrilled to say Robert Taylor is back with me this week. And obviously we move ourselves closer now to the beginning of the regular season in this crazy year 2020. Rob, first of all, man, it's good to have you back here. All of us are sorry for your family's loss. Tough couple of weeks for you, but it's great to have you back on board. One thing you got to do in a situation like this is just get right back in the saddle. It was a unfortunate turn of events and I just want to say I love you mom and I also want to say you know if anybody out there is looking for a cause or something to get behind a lot of foundations organizations whatever tax breaks maybe you just retired whatever cancer is a really great cause to get involved in because there's so many types of cancers the one my mom had there's not a lot of awareness about it I'm working with my sisters and my family to create some sort of foundation to raise awareness but yeah if you really want to help and get involved it's kind of been a problem in my family over the years, but I'm feeling pretty good. But I do have to file my first official complaint with our version of the league office. You're the creator and the producer of Falcon's Flight. And before we started, I'd never been to your studio slash home. Yeah. Now, the GPS takes me a different way every time. Now. Really? This is episode five for us, but four for me because <laughs> I was out. But what I'm going to need you to do is get in touch with our people out in L.A. at Believe and, and the local officials, and I need a Starbucks somewhere on the way here because yeah. there's not one. So I've been sticking to the Mountain Dew here, but that stuff's just terrible for you. And if you believe what you read, coffee does have some health benefits. So anyway, can we make that happen? Can we get a Starbucks on the way between my house and your house for these things? I don't know if that'll happen, but you can bet that we're going to try. Well, speaking of bet... Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. So take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag, that's A-G, today, and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Back to topics at hand, the Atlanta Falcons. About two weeks now from the rubber meeting the road on what will be the 2020 season after what has been a crazy 2020 year, Rob. And they just come off of a full team scrimmage, and this is as simulated to a game as you can possibly have it. And Dan Quinn, by and large, and we'll hear from him in a little bit, was pretty pleased. Yeah, they're professionals. At the end of the day, these guys are all professional athletes. A couple episodes ago, Julio Jones talking about practice and how, you know, he's ready. So all these guys, 
I think despite what's been going on, and it hasn't been a normal training camp because they are veterans, they are professionals, the only people I'm really worried about are the rookies. Now, I've had a lot of people, even just last night, that are still worried about whether or not we're actually going to have a season. And now I'm going to ask Scott when we get him on, but I know last episode I listened in and he said there's been no positive COVID tests so far. So it would appear the NFL and their protocols that it is working and we're going to move forward. I feel pretty confident. Now, I have said in past episodes it could be one of those zero-hour things yeah. b- because 2020, you know, zero hours, some craziness goes down, and they have to delay the season or even shorten the season. But I feel good with the no fans in the stands. Especially, I don't know about any of the other franchises, but we know that Atlanta is no fans in September, which is going to be great for us over here at Gustin's Grill and Tap in Ackworth because I feel like everybody's going to fill up and watch the games with us this year. So, Kind of cool. If we can find a silver lining in 2020, there's one right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. As uh, Robert alluded to, Scott Johns will join us in a little bit. He is, of course, a fixture on the show. He co-hosted it with me last week and is a member of the Atlanta Falcons training staff. Scott will weigh in on all things Falcons here about two weeks prior to the season. Let's dig into the sound pile for a moment, if we may. We just talked about that controlled scrimmage, which was really simulating a game. Here are Dan Quinn's thoughts generally on how the scrimmage went. Offensively, it was great to see, you know, really just full speed decisions. I thought there was an explosive plays. Saw it to Calvin. You saw one to Juwan. Run game with Gurley as well. So some of those explosive plays, it was good to see. What's on the other side of that defensively, I certainly didn't like to see some of those. What I was pleased with the defense, a two-minute at the half to get a stop and force a punt, and then a two-minute at the end of the game to create a takeaway at the very end. So those two things you can only simulate in the whole feel of it all where it's at. And on the special team side, we had good accuracy and good ball placement on some of the punting. We had directionals, we had pooch, we had tried to split the field on some. So we're just, again, trying to stack all the bricks up. We've got some more work to do in those spaces this week, but we're certainly a lot closer. It's the last week that we'll be at 80 for our roster. And so an emotional week for some, you know, trying to make the last push to see where we can go as, um, coaches and trying to make sure the evaluations are right and the matchups are right. So that's what the process is for this week. And then we'll have another scrimmage again Thursday afternoon. So that's the format of the week. Injury-wise, we came out good from the scrimmage. We'll have a few guys that will hold today, but nothing that would linger for a long time. We've talked ad nauseum about the offensive line. And, of course, the running game is going to be a linchpin, and as it always is, of any successful offense. Quinn was especially pleased with what he saw from Todd Gurley in this simulated game. And, obviously, Rob, Todd Gurley is a linchpin. Dan Quinn, and I may be stepping on his toes before we listen to this little sound piece, but he said he felt Gurley's speed and he had some really good bursts and was able to break containment. So they're going to manage his workload. I mean, in that knee, if you believe what you read, they call it a chronic knee injury There's some arthritis in there, but again, I'll still say it. He's 26, man. Let up. He only averaged 3.8 yards per carry last season, but I think there was more than just health issues in L.A. that affected his performance. The Rams weren't particularly happy with him. I don't think he was happy there. They made it seem in the news that maybe he had run his course. And when things turn stale and turn sour with an organization and a player, you don't always get their best. Unfortunately, that happens. Maybe that's his case as well. Running backs have limited shelf lives, and we'll find out. I think if they manage his workload, he's going to be fine. Here's cut two. Quinn talking a little bit about being pleased with Gurley in that simulated game. The speed was the thing. You know, he outran a leverage on one play. On another one, you know, I thought he got to the edge and made a big play. So I felt his speed for certain. Um, and, yes, that was kind of part of what, you know, learning 
him and uh, and us as well uh, what's the best plan for him. So yeah, we're pleased with where we're at. We think we got a good plan in place of how we'll do the right thing by him to make sure he's at his best game days. And that really will go back to what I was just talking about a moment ago, managing the workload. Well, Quinn talks a little bit about his team as a whole about two weeks or so from the season opener. Number one, they came in with the right mindset because they put a number of things in together. And so I was worried at the start of it, you know, where would the connection be from? Because I knew with distancing and not having an extended time of, you know, normal length of a training camp and an off season to go through would that connection happen. But fortunately, our guys connected and the very best players were ready to go right from the start. And that had a big impact on it. We didn't come in with any injuries that we were trying to work through. So having the actual work on the field, that made a big difference. And the guys came in in good shape, which, you know, kept us healthy for the most part of working through the camp piece. Having no preseason games this year, of course, the only things you really have to evaluate players that are on the bubble or players that are veterans, people on your roster by are practices and scrimmages. Here is Quinn on the players that have stood out throughout that process. This is the last full week of all Falcons on Falcons. We've not done any carded work. There's just so much that needs to be done about getting your skills right. And over and over again, the speed of offense versus defense, no simulated looks. And so we'll get into more of that the week after, but we felt it was really important to get to where we wanted to get to. We would need full speed looks against one another. And then as we get into game week preparation, that's when the shift happens for us. So four more days of us of staying in this mode of really going hard and at it against one another, just simply to get our conditioning right, our timing right, the accuracy, all of those things. And there's so many guys that are stepping up and doing things that are getting ready. I've brought up a few of them today. It was Ridley and it was McGarry and it was Lindstrom. And, you know, I talked about Oliver. I talked about Terrell, just guys who are making their move to get ready. And that's, you know, what you're looking for as a coach who's getting ready. And there's a number of guys that are putting forth the effort and the uh, conditioning to put themselves like that they're ready to go. As much as there have been questions about the defensive line this year, of course, pass rush was an issue in the past couple. One guy you wouldn't question much about is Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett talks about the Falcons offensive line, which we've talked a lot about. He's been scrimmaging against it on a daily basis. Here are Grady's thoughts. The guys are definitely gelling together. They got another year together. We're going to have probably one new piece on the offensive line, but they all they're competing hard every day. You know, we got a new runner in Todd. We got, got some guys that we got coming back as far as, you know, Hill, Smith. You know, we got Keith at fullback. So we got we got some good we got some good runners, some guys that make some good runs and a good offensive line to make some make some holes for them. So it's been fun competing against them, but uh, trying to give them as much as they can handle every day so that can make them better during the season. So, like I told them today, you know, iron sharp on iron, so we just got to come with it every day. You know, the NFC South, Rob, has gotten a lot of attention during the offseason as much for what's happened off the field. You know, big names signing with people, this and that. The obvious choice is the Bucks between Gronkowski, Brady, all that stuff. But, you know, you still have to play the games. Absolutely, and and we talked about it before. I'm not buying the Tampa Bay hype at all. And I just wonder, too, like, what the effect – I think we're going to see a cleaner, crisper version of football maybe because they have spent more time in their position rooms, you know, looking at dry erase boards and in meetings and studying film, playbooks yeah. in film, you know. What's it going to be like for the defense and the offense with no fans in the stands? I think it's going to be pretty wild, man. Because a lot of times you do hear quarterbacks and offensive players and defensive players. Yeah. Man, it was so loud. We, we couldn't hear the play. We got mixed up. And, I mean, you're going to be able to hear very well. And 
less penalties, more yeah. big plays, you know, with an offense with no noise, with a defense with no noise. Is it going to be high scoring? Are there going to be a lot more turnovers? I have no idea. So that's one reason why, despite the craziness of 2020, I think it's going to be some kind of crazy high-flying circus act. Every week there's going to be some new story or something crazy is going to happen in play to talk about. Here are Grady Jarrett's thoughts on the NFC South and new quarterbacks and the like that have been signed within the division. Highly competitive division since I've been in the league, and every game we play against each other in the, in the NFC South is always really intense. Every year changes, but it's been fun having some new additions to the NFC South, get to see some new faces. So for me, that's fun, and I just know it's going to be highly competitive every time. So anytime you get the opportunity to play against top players, I think it's always fun and bring out the best in you as it should as a competitor. So I think it's going to be fun, and I look forward to us becoming better and having better years coming forward for the Falcons and coming out on top. So I'm excited for us to compete, and I don't see us backing down from nobody. Piggybacking on the topic we were just talking about, so much attention has been on the Bucks. Somebody asked Grady Jarrett whether or not that's an additional motivator that so many people are picking the Bucks and handing them trophies and all of this stuff. And he had some interesting comments on it. Not so much in his mind. The attention ain't going to win you no games. We focus on being the best organization we can be, and everything else going to take care of itself. We don't even see them guys to like the 15th week of the season. So we can't be over here worried about Tampa the whole year and we see them and have the season over with. So we got a lot of people ahead of us, a lot of games ahead of us that we're taking a week by week. And we're just trying to compete with ourselves right now while we're in training camp, make us the best team we can be. And then when it's time to go to work, we're going to handle each team week by week. Jarrett goes on to talk a little bit about Tack McKinley. And, of course, there's a lot of attention on him. They declined his option, did the Falcons, beyond this season. So he's got a lot to prove. Grady was asked whether or not Tack McKinley, in his mind, had a great camp and whether or not Grady, as a player, could help influence and or shape how much better McKinley plays. Had some interesting thoughts on that. I think his health has been big, and I think he's put some hard work in, and he came back looking good, having good weight this year. So I think he's extremely motivated to have a big year. And for me, it's just wherever I can serve. I'm not here to pound on somebody and, you know, as much info that he wants from me or need from me, I'm willing to give to him. As a teammate and as a leader, I'm going to demand the best out of him as I do all my teammates and first of all myself so that's going to happen day in and day out but I'm excited for this season and what's to come for him especially with us adding Dante to the mix as well on the D-line so I think it's going to be good for all of us to be able to work together as a tandem group and go hunt some quarterbacks. And our last cut from the pile of sound cuts this week Grady Jarrett talks about where the team is in light of the fact they didn't have a typical offseason. They really haven't had a typical training camp in terms of preseason games. As a team, I feel like as a defense, I mean, we came back kind of where we left off and just, just keep building. But the fact that we didn't have an offseason program isn't an excuse for anybody to have that as an excuse that they're not ready for this and that. So this, like I say, this is a professional sport. However things go, that's how they go. You got to adjust or you got to get on. So it is what it is at this point. We want to compete for a championship. There's no room for excuses, and we're excited to go out there and compete. Grady Jarrett offering his thoughts on what was definitely a crazy off season. Before we go away and take a break and reach out to our friend Scott Johns, just a couple final thoughts as we finish looking back at this scrimmage and the sound files that we had this week. I don't know how in the NFL with the level of talent there is on every roster, physical talent at least, I don't know how much you really can handicap how this team or that team beyond the very elite ones that haven't changed much are going to do. Man, I would say right now heading into the season, on paper Atlanta is an elite team. And Atlanta should be excited because – Run down the list. 
everybody already knows I feel that Matt Ryan is a premier elite quarterback, yeah. and which he is. Julio Jones, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Calvin Ridley, poised to step up and have a monster breakout season. Hayden Hurst, the offensive line is gelling. Todd Gurley, who are going to be those key guys that step up and play a bigger role as the season goes on, a fullback or a backup running back or a slot receiver, who are going to be those dark horses that contribute defense. Jack McKinley, Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler, Keanu Neal. If Dan Quinn and the Falcons can't put together something this year, then it is time for him to go. But another question we'll talk about next week is not only Dan Quinn, we got to start talking Thomas Dimitrov. Fair point. Bill Parcells said it a long time ago. You can only judge a coach by what he does with the players he has. Bill's famous quote was, if I'm the guy cooking the meal, I need to be the guy buying the groceries. Well, it's time for us to take a timeout. On the other side of it, we will have Scott Johns of the Atlanta Falcons training staff joins us regularly here. This is Falcons Flight from Believe Entertainment. Brian Giffen, thrilled to have Robert Taylor back on board this week. And Believe is the number one site for podcast professionals. Do you believe? We do. Back after this. Mr. Hardwood is Atlanta's premier flooring expert, but Hardwood is just the beginning. Mr. Hardwood also installs laminate, tile, vinyl, carpet, and more. Your home is likely your biggest investment. Not only can you enhance its value with beautiful new floors, but our lifetime transferable warranty will enhance the value even more. If you stand on it, Mr. Hardwood stands behind it. Mr. Hardwood is committed to setting the industry standard for all your uniquely designed and professionally installed flooring solutions. Our number one goal is to exceed our customers' needs by providing value, quality, and exceptional service even after the sale. We take great pride in high-quality craftsmanship and integrity and are not satisfied until we have exceeded your expectations. Mr. Hardwood, Atlanta's flooring experts. To set up your free consultation, call Mr. Hardwood today at 770-318-8880 or go to mrhardwoodinc.com. Like in football, whether it's in business, recreation, or life, you need a game plan. Is your computer running slow? Is it infected with viruses or malware? Maybe you're a gamer and really want a custom-built computer specifically for gaming. Perhaps like us, you want a lightning-fast, state-of-the-art, solid-state drive to replace that clunky, old-school one in your machine. Your game plan for any of this should be Computers Plus. A lot of the components we use to produce and bring you Falcon's Flight have been upgraded or provided by Computers Plus. Computers Plus is located in Ackworth, Georgia at 3330 Cobb Parkway Northwest, Suite 154. But wherever you are, they can help. Stop in and see them. They also feature a full line of accessories and refurbished equipment. Give them a call today at 770-693-0769 or check them out at computersplususa.com. You'll be glad you did. It is Falcons Flight, Brian Giffen with Robert Taylor. This is edition number five as we get ready for the 2020 NFL season. And joining us via the telephone back in the socially distanced method, our good friend Scott Johns, who co-hosted last week and, of course, is a member of the Atlanta Falcons training staff. Here we sit a couple of weeks now from the season opener. Falcons just wrapped up that 
simulated game. And let's face it, in the era and times and crazy preseason, every acumen you want to use that we are, that's about the best evaluation tool these coaches are going to have to simulate actual game situations. Yeah, it's all they've got for now. And they're having to do things that they haven't done in years past, you know, adding in subsets that they will never use on defense, which I think is pretty intriguing and kind of simulating what other teams are going to see. So obviously the first team offense is going to see things that Seattle or Dallas or Carolina might throw at them and on the other side of the ball as well. I mean, they're really hitting the tape hard and that's usually something you don't do in training camp. You have to kind of play within the confines of your own systems, but now it's much more dynamic than that. Scott, first of all, thanks for sitting in for me last week and taking the call from the bullpen, as it were. I wanted to ask you about something because I'm not going to name them all, but the Falcons did work out five players. They got to reduce their rosters to 53 active players by 4 o'clock September 5th. And, man, we got a game September 13th at home versus the Seahawks. Now, no fans in the stands. What's that going to be like? Because I told Brian earlier I thought it was going to be just some crazy circus football this year because now there is no more, hey, it was so loud in there, you know, I missed the play, or it was so loud I missed the snap count and stuff like that. Both sides of the ball, what do you think it's going to be like? No real dress rehearsal this year, you know, like you get in the preseason, which is, you know, it's invaluable, especially with the young guys. I mean, that's where they really cut their teeth, and and they're able to figure out what the game day looks like. It's the closest you'll get to what Sundays look like, but I think there's a plan in place in Dan Quinn, like you mentioned, Brian, earlier. They've been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. They've simulated what the game day will look like. They're going back later this week to do the same, and they're going to do a full walkthrough as far as what to expect from the time you walk into the building to the time clock at zero in the fourth quarter. So it's really going to set these guys up for success, and I think that's a really smart move on Coach Quinn's part because what it does is there's no shock to any of the process, like I said, especially for the young guys. Now Matt and Julio and, and all those guys that have done this for a while, they know what to expect and they know what it looks like. But I think it's a good touch to get some of the younger guys entrenched and involved and in showing what the process looks like from the professional standpoint. Oh, it's going to be a really interesting dynamic, the home field advantage element that is so based on the crowd and the noise and all of those things. Tuton Reyes, Scott, as you recall, said it a week ago, I think there's little doubt it's going to favor a, visiting teams quite a bit more than it has in the past because it really puts you on a neutral or level playing field emotionally. But the other side of that is it favors the offense from the standpoint of being able to hear your calls, and that is in particular the visiting offense. Yeah, that's crucial. I mean, you think about places like Seattle, which, you know, they're coming here, so that's a moot point, but Seattle, Kansas City, the loudest stadiums in the NFL, and that's such an advantage. And those crowds are roaring at the opposing quarterback it's hard to hear the snap count. A lot of those teams go silent count, and then you know they work on that throughout the week. It's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to that moving forward. I think there's a lot that goes into snap counts that you're going to implement, and what it really boils down to is execution at every facet. These one-on-one matchups are going to become so much more important offensively and defensively for the Falcons. Corners are going to have to win their battles with wide receivers. Offensive and defensive linemen are obviously going to have to really know their opponent from a standpoint of uh, tendencies and moves and things like that. And when the crowd is completely out of it, there's no noise around, it is truly mano a mano. And what you have to really hone in on is how do I beat the guy across from me? That's going to be more important than ever. You can't get a jump on the count because the crowd is roaring at Russell Wilson. It's going to be all 
just your skill set and your ability to prepare. Scott, I don't know how you feel about this, but me just being a fan of the game and somebody who follows it closely when I can, I think we're going to see a lot more offensive plays because I think we're going to see a lot less game stoppage due to penalties. I don't think we're going to see a lot of yellow flags, but I also think we're going to see some nasty defensive plays, like some big-time sacks. How do you feel about that? You're right in theory. Sure. The only thing that I'm concerned with as far as the penalties go, you haven't got action against a true opponent yet, zero reps against other opponents. You would like to think that the coaching staffs have put in measures to ensure the reduction in penalties. I know the Giants last week, and this is kind of funny, this was this went viral, the New York Giants defensive backs coach taped tennis balls to the inside of the defensive backs' hands during drills so they wouldn't grab the wide receivers. And I thought that was such a cool measure because it's going to remind you not to grab. And, and I'm sure there's some semblance of that across the league with each team. You would like to think there are going to be less penalties, but without that live action to kind of ease you into the season, it's really hard to know. I'm getting images of Tim McGraw in Friday Night Lights duct-taping the football in his son's hands in a rage-filled <laughs> rant <laughs> because his kid kept That's fumbling right. at practice. It's a funny thing. You know, so Robert alluded to this a few moments ago that they worked out five players. Three of those were quarterbacks. Now, does this to some degree go back to what we talked about previously? You've got a larger practice squad given the times that we're in. Are these potential insurance policies? Obviously they are, but it speaks to how important it is, and the Falcons are trying to cover every base and basically prepare themselves for any eventuality here, including quarterback. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of substance to it, only because if I had to guess, I would say you have some agents that have some up-and-coming guys that maybe didn't get a fair shake after the draft, or maybe guys that have been journeymen in the league that are still pretty young, and, and agents probably called in favors that have good relationships with these organizations. So you never know when you're going to get a guy in your building to try out that'll just wow you. And all of a sudden it muddies the water a little bit, but it makes you better just by virtue of having depth on your team. I don't think they signed any of those guys, but it's always worth scouting team going to take a look at those guys. It wasn't Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov and those guys watching their tryouts, but it was some of this, the guys that go out and, and scout talent. I think there's something to be said about the practice squads growing. And I think it's very necessary for a year like this. And I think that was a really good measure by the NFL to do so. But going back to my point, you don't know what you don't know about the guys that are sitting on the couch. And if there's a, a diamond in the rough, you certainly want to do your best to uncover it. You just said it, diamond in the rough. I think we may have found one. It's quite possible because I'm looking over this list of five players that the Falcons worked out. None of them really blew my skirt up until I get to this kid, Caleb Scott. He's a Vanderbilt product. Big guy, 6'2", 203 pounds. He's a wide receiver, reportedly it says. For Vandy's pro day, he ran a 4-4-40 with a 37-inch vertical leap. 72 catches, 1,061 yards, and four touchdowns at Vandy. Got released by the Seahawks. I like that. He's 24 years old. Young guy, fast, big. Have you heard anything about this kid that we might not be privy to? I haven't, but it sounds like all the measurables are there. That would lead me to believe he's probably undisciplined in his, his route running or his maybe the way he approaches the game. But that's the kind of stuff, in my opinion, that can be fixed. You know, you can get the right coaching staff. And if you have the measurements and you're willing to come in and put the work in, I mean, those guys can teach you how to run routes professionally. We have a couple guys on the roster. I don't know if you've heard of them or not. One goes by the name of Julio Jones and the other Calvin Ridley. They're two of the better route runners in the NFL. And so you get with guys like that and, and learn from guys like that. You know, that can certainly be a diamond in the rough situation. To answer your question, I don't know a lot about it, but it sounds like they see enough in them to maybe 
give them a shot and stash them on the practice squad for a little while. Scott, we always appreciate you joining us. One final thing for you here before we jump and move to the next piece. We've already talked about the fact they'll have another one of these simulated games. Where in your mind is this staff right now? I'm sure it's really all about how do we get to the 53 and they got to make some tough choices to do that. Yeah, the agenda now is to carry depth in all the right places. And obviously, you feel like you're deep at offensive line. The talent that you've acquired there is is going to, I think, serve you well when the season comes around. A lot of those guys are cross-trained on the offensive line, so they're going to be in a position to come in and kind of be plug-and-play. I think the other area, and there are two on defense, one is the defensive line. Can you get to that mark where you're at least, like, and I mentioned this the other week, it's about being middle of the pack. You don't have to be a top-ten unit. Our team's not built that way. But can the pass rush do enough, especially in situational down the distances, to get the quarterback off their mark. If you can do that, you're going to do yourself a huge service by, A, having to pull in more protection from the opposition, and you're protecting that young secondary. And that leads me to my next point. The secondary, fully young guys, but certainly guys that they feel really good about. Kendall Sheffield, I think he's going to take a big step. Isaiah Oliver came into his own the last eight games of the year. And then the young kid out of Clemson, A.J. Terrell, you know, he's got a lot to prove. He's going to follow the number one receiver around for the most part this year. And he's got his work cut out for him. So I think those are the areas that the Falcons are really looking at and going, okay, it's game time. It's time to go. These are the areas we've put all of our energy in for the most part. We've got to go out and execute and, like I said before, win our individual matchups, and hopefully that's the recipe for a winning season. Scott, in the coming week, we'll reach out to you again and have you on next week. We're going to be one week away from the rubber meeting the road. Thanks, as always, man, for spending some time with us. And obviously, let's cross our fingers and hope people stay healthy in all of the things necessary so they're all able to suit up when the opener arrives. Thanks again, buddy. Yeah, guys, always enjoy it. Thank you. Scott Johns of the Atlanta Falcons training staff spending some time with us as he frequently does and handicapping all things Falcons as we are two weeks or so away from the beginning of what's going to be a crazy 2020 season. Time for us to take another time out, but fear ye not on the other side of it. You know it, you love it. The soon-to-be world-famous Swirly segment. Falcons fly to presentation of Believe Entertainment. And we're back right after this. Like in football, whether it's in business, recreation, or life, you need a game plan. Is your computer running slow? Is it infected with viruses or malware? Maybe you're a gamer and really want a custom-built computer specifically for gaming. Perhaps like us, you want a lightning-fast, state-of-the-art, solid-state drive to replace that clunky, old-school one in your machine. Your game plan for any of this should be Computers Plus. A lot of the components we use to produce and bring you Falcon's Flight have been upgraded or provided by Computers Plus. Computers Plus is located in Ackworth, Georgia at 3330 Cobb Parkway Northwest, Suite 154. But wherever you are, they can help. Stop in and see them. They also feature a full line of accessories and refurbished equipment. Give them a call today at 770-693-0769 or check them out at computersplususa.com. You'll be glad you did. Mr. Hardwood is Atlanta's premier flooring expert, but hardwood is just the beginning. Mr. Hardwood also installs laminate, tile, vinyl, carpet, and more. Your home is likely your biggest investment. Not only can you enhance its value with beautiful new floors, but our lifetime transferable warranty will enhance the value even more. If you stand on it, Mr. Hardwood stands behind it. 
Vester Hardwood is committed to setting the industry standard for all your uniquely designed and professionally installed flooring solutions. Our number one goal is to exceed our customers' needs by providing value, quality, and exceptional service even after the sale. We take great pride in high-quality craftsmanship and integrity and are not satisfied until we have exceeded your expectations. Mr. Hardwood, Atlanta's flooring experts. To set up your free consultation, call Mr. Hardwood today at 770-318-8880 or go to mrhardwoodinc.com. Falcon's Flight is a presentation of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals, Brian Giffen and Robert Taylor, as he's back in the saddle this week, folks. And we are two weeks or so away from the beginning of the 2020 NFL season. And before we put some fools into the porcelain bowl, <laughs> let's wrap up our football thoughts for the day. And, you know, a couple of weeks away, the first thing I think you look for, and Scott just alluded to it, the evaluation of who's going to be on the 53. The other thing you hope for is no twists, no strains, no tears, no pulls as we get this close now to the rubber meeting the road. And you really, even in a simulated game, haven't yet quite had actual game speed to deal with either. Very true, but I would like to think, just because Atlanta has has been bitten by the injury bug the last two seasons more importantly on the defensive side of the ball I'd like to think maybe the universe in 2020 will cut us a break maybe just maybe but as our old pal Glenn Fry said the heat is on for the Atlanta Falcons there's no doubt about it they've got loads of talent second year with dirt cutter learning this Kyle Shanahan system with throwing some wrinkles in an offensive line that's coming back with another year under its belt there are some question marks but the expectations have got to be high and final thought is Atlanta fans please help me change the culture help me help you be better fans I fully think the Falcons are going to have a great season I really do with the talent and everything I I really think we're set to see a great season of Falcons football. But if things don't, you know, if they're not just firing off like a rocket ship out of the gate because of how training camp went and maybe they got to knock the rust off, you know, and they drop a game or two, don't give up on them. Even if you get midseason, don't give up on them. Support your team. Don't become the stereotype that everyone portrays for Atlanta fans of being fair weather. Stick with your team. They need you. You are that 12th man like all those fans out in Seattle. Like I'm telling you guys, we really got to change it. There are definitely diehard Falcons fans that are in the stands, win, lose, or draw. But overall, the majority of us, not very good fans. We're not, guys. We got to be better. So please, help a brother out. All right. Well, with that said, and quite prophetically said, I might add, I must ask you, because I attempted this a week ago, and I'm not sure I pulled it off very well, what time is it? It's swirly time, swirly time, swirly time. The Falcon's flight crew is intolerant of Jack Azaray. There is a special place where morons are plunged headlong into a blue vortex of irony. Where imbeciles are irrigated, dumbasses are drenched, and abject idiocy rinsed away, where pompous assery comes face to face with porcelain, 
where chlorine, tidy bowl, and bleach administer swift, swirling justice. This is our Game of Thrones, where mindsets and hairstyles are forever altered. It is the Falcon's Flight Swirly segment. Now let's get this party started. Vroom, vroom. Crank her up. You old Briggs and Stratton going, <laughs> fire in the hole. <laughs> that can be uh, taken several ways when you're yeah. talking about toilets. Yeah, it really can. And, you know, that, I'm not sure that's a road I want to go completely down. But, ah, yes, the soon-to-be world-famous Spurly segment is once again upon us. And I'll lead this off because, you know, I typically have been and what the heck, might as well. So, taunting a bison is not only unwise, it will land you in legal trouble at Yellowstone. Well, the same applies, it turns out, to tempting fate near Old Faithful. 37-year-old Travis McCone has been charged with multiple offenses, including going off-trail in a thermal area after he appeared to urinate in the famous hot spring geyser while ignoring orders to move away, reports the East Idaho News. A bunch of the crowd thought he was going to jump. A Michigan woman who witnessed the stunt tells the AP, we didn't know what was going to happen. A park ranger shouted repeatedly at the man to get him back on the boardwalk in a video included in the news story. McCone eventually does, but not before lying down briefly where the rangers arrested him. Oh, my. Any comments on this before he goes you-know-where? Well, I'd be willing to bet he's probably not the first human in America to pee in Old Faithful. He's just the first <laughs> one to get caught. Hey, McCone, your head's in the porcelain throne. Get over here. That's it, boy. Get in there nasty. Nice he's lucky it didn't go off while he was doing it. Yeah. Maybe it should have. The reason that bad things happen to you is because you're a dumbass. And your name is McCone, and it rhymes with throne. Exactly. You know all the, how they say, you know, a, a butterfly flaps his wings in Beijing and you get rain in New York City? Like, yeah. I'm just like, please, guys, you know, don't pee in Old Faithful because, <laughs> you know, for all I know, it could throw off the pH and that giant mega volcano could just explode and Good cover the, most of America in ash. And, like, just don't – I think we just need to stop. I think that's sage advice. Fade, you know? <laughs> sage advice. Over to you. What have you got for swirls? This one's not so great. The headline, when you read it, is pretty funny. But nothing – just kind of normal, run-of-the-mill, everyday Florida man stuff. But this is Tallahassee, Florida, WTXL. It just says staff. But headline reads, Florida man caught cooking meth in dead person's home. A Tallahassee man was arrested after deputies caught him cooking meth inside a dead man's home on Natural Bridge Road. According to court documents, Leon County deputies responded to Natural Bridge Road in regards to a suspicious incident on Saturday night. Deputies say the complaint observed the suspect going in and out of the home, which was suspicious because the owner of the home died on September 30th. So this is actually an older story, obviously, because we didn't go into the future and, and then come back. Not yet. Yeah, but I was also today's years old when I figured out you could cook meth in a Gatorade bottle because that's how he was cooking it in this dead guy's home. They call that, apparently, it even has a term. It's called the one-pot method. And let's get this guy's name. He was 57 years old. His name is William Glover. 
So I'm just thinking, if I'm 57 and I find myself cooking meth in a Gatorade bottle in the dead guy's home, I need to reevaluate my life. And your choices. Yeah, and take some, just maybe take a moment to reflect on my life. But (laughs) 57-year-old guy, and he said he only cooked it for personal use. Uh Which, oh, well, hey, well, then when you can go free, you know, just, hey, cook away, buddy. You're not selling it? Oh, well, that's fine. No, carry on. We're gonna, we're gonna go get a cup of coffee down at Dunkin'. Maybe spray some air freshener. This stuff kind of stinks, you know. <laughs> hey, Glover. Hope you're a blue water lover. Get over here. No, no. Cook this. Yeah. That's it, boy. Get in there, nice deep. Get in that nice dead guy's house, Mike. Yeah. The reason that bad things happen to you. Is because you're a dumbass. And hence wraps another scintillating, soon-to-be-famous swirly segment. Final thought, Rob? Yeah, just before we go, because this is pretty new. We've only talked about it on, I think, one show. Just some social media stuff. Sure. Email falconsflight66 at gmail.com. If you like the show, if you hate the show, this is fan-centric. We want to talk about what you want to hear. So give us some feedback. Give us some questions. Let us know how you feel. Twitter, we are at FalconsFlight66. My personal Twitter, at Driver8 underscore RT. If you want to follow Brian, he is at GIF Radio. Facebook, we are on Falcons Flight. Look us up. Instagram, Falcons underscore Flight66. Just a few ways to find us and track us and keep up with the Falcons and whatever shenanigans we may put out in the universe on social media. All right. Thanks to Robert Taylor. Great to have you back, man. Also, thanks to Scott Johns, who contributed mightily, as he always does, from the Atlanta Falcons training staff. That'll do it for edition five of Falcons Flight, a presentation of Believe Entertainment, the number one site for podcast professionals. I'm Brian Giffen, been joined by Robert Taylor, and we will talk to you next week, everybody, when we'll have edition six one week away from the beginning of the NFL season. That'll do it today. So long. Thank you for listening to Falcon's Flight. Tune in throughout the season for updates, insights, and analysis on the Dirty Birds. Falcon's Flight is a production of Believe Entertainment. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.